Hi, welcome back to Page by Page Pod with Sammy and Mo. Welcome back, everyone. Um, it is a, another day in Jersey here, and I would like to start off the episode by addressing the elephant in the room. Okay. We were not able to get our hands on Fourth Wing. Ah, uh, yes. It was a very disappointing week for us trying to track down this book that only came out in April. Um, and what we did find out from various sources is that the book itself is sold out from the printer and the publisher. So no warehouse, no bookstore, no Target has this book in stock, and they don't know when it's supposed to come back. Yeah, there's rumors that it'll be back out on June 16th, because, spoiler alert for us, it's June 13th when we're recording this. (laughs) Um... So I know we had teased that we were going to be reviewing it, but we couldn't get our hands on it. Yeah. So when we get our hands on it, that's when the review will happen. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. If you have it and you want to let us borrow it, you will be our best friend. Yeah, we would greatly appreciate that. Um, we will be eternally grateful um, because oh. we were silly and saw the book in Target months ago when it came out and just looked right over it and then TikTok made it blow up. Yeah, blow up crazy, and now I'm fiending for it. Yes, missing out. And apparently the second uh, publication isn't going to have the sprayed edges on it anymore. Oh, no. So I'm a little sad about that, too. It's going to look so good on the shelf. I know, but alas, we are going to be talking about a different book today. Um, So for all of you who tuned in to listen to Fourth Wing, we promise we will get there at some point. But today we're going to be talking about The Serpent and the Wings of Night by Carissa Broadbent, another very popular fantasy book. Obviously, you know what the style of our episodes are like now. We will be getting to our book review and spoiler warnings um, all a little bit later. We just like to chat with you guys a little bit first, give you some updates, and that is our biggest update for today. Yeah, we were pretty bummed about that. We tried, I saw Walmart had it, and I ordered it really fast, and then they canceled my order. And it's just interesting now to see, like, just like common books. I don't want to say common, but it just feels like books nowadays, if they're on TikTok, they're it's, gone. Like, it's gone. It, it feels like, you remember like 2016 and the makeup craze? Yeah. It feels like that with books now. I That's a really good analogy for it. I agree. Uh, I think that, and I think that it's a lot of that for more than just books, just because TikTok has a way yeah. of making things sell out immediately. Um, but for books especially, because book talk is out of control. Yes. Out of control. Um, and... Someone somewhere got this book so hyped up and everyone is loving it so much. So I'm very upset that we couldn't get it, but we will. We obviously could still get it on our Kindles and just pay for yeah. the, the ebook, but I I want the book. I want yeah. it physically in my hands. Also, I, I, I don't know about you. I don't like purchasing books on my Kindle. I like borrowing books on my Kindle. I have Kindle Unlimited. I pay monthly for that. I will borrow an infinite amount of unlimited books until my library is full. I will also borrow books from my local library branch. But the second that I have to spend money on an ebook, I get really upset. I don't know why. I just don't like doing it. No, it does feel different. It feels like you're like not actually getting anything. Yeah. But you are. You're obviously getting Right, like I can keep it. You can keep it. But there's just something about purchasing a 
ebook that feels bad. There's no gratification. Yeah. And I, my biggest thing is when I purchase physical books, I'm purchasing it with the notion that I can suggest this book to people, let yeah, people borrow this lend book. It out. Yeah. And I can't do that with an ebook because you can only let people borrow your ebook if they're in the same Amazon household as you, which yeah. I also think is really silly. I do too. Like if this is something I want to share, if I can share a physical book, why can't I just share an ebook with anybody else that has the right. Kindle? We ran into that early on when we like were trying to trade books back and forth. Yeah. Because I had bought so many ebooks. Right. Because for a while I just wasn't well, you were doing books. it because you were so rapidly consuming the books yeah. that you just, it was easier for you to just purchase the next book right on your phone than it was for you to go to Target and buy it. Yeah. Because usually like, as you know, this book that, as the latest with the book that I just read for this t- episode today, um, I started it at 9pm and I finished it at 2am. And if I finish it at 2am and there's a second book, I want to get to the next one. Yeah. Because I'm also just not going to go to bed now. I mean, I'm at that not. point, you're not, especially when you're finishing a book like this one. Yeah. You're not sleeping. No. There's no happy endings in fantasy. No. So I'm like consuming so fast. So it's just easier to purchase them. But because of like this podcast and now people like, you know, I've had a couple of people be like, hey, can I borrow that book? <laughs> um, you can. Just don't break the spines. Yeah. You're much more stringent about <laughs> The care of your books. Well, these are our books now. That's true. <laughs> that is true. They are our books. And, uh, man, I'm going to have to think about how I handle my books now. <laughs> it's okay. If you break the spine, you break the spine. Um, I am, I guess that, that that's a good question is how do you treat your books? You know, are you a fold the book over itself kind of person? Are you just a, I don't even think about it while I'm reading it. I'm just going to read it. Um, it depends. I wouldn't say I'm a fold the book over on itself kind of person. Like, I just don't... I think those people are wild. Yeah. I I also just don't like to hold the book that way. Like, it's not comfortable in my yeah. hands that way. Um, But I'm not like a don't crack the spine, you know. I have dogs that slobber, so I can't really be mad if something happens yeah. on the, the front of it. Um, obviously if it's something I'm borrowing, I'm very, 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 very right. careful. Um, like I know, don't you have like a, like a stamp or something? Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I haven't gotten it yet. I'm getting an embosser, um, <laughs> for my books. I am very passionate about this. I have my own little bookshelf. <laughs> it's featured on our TikTok. Um, and I am, I want to emboss my books that it's from the library of Sammy. Um, because A, I want to keep track of my books Yeah. if someone has it or if we, you and I purchase a lot of the same books. So yeah. if I bring it here to talk about it, I want to also make sure I'm bringing it home and it's mine. Um, because I, I can't even explain it. I can't tell you why other than I'm neurotic and I want to know that my books are mine and marked and also it's cute. Yeah, it is cute. I've seen them all over on like Etsy and stuff, the ones you can buy. The other thing is, I know some people will like dog ear pages. Uh uh-uh. uh. I that's not something you do, right? Absolutely not. I haven't I've never done that. I think I only ever did that with textbooks because who cares? <laughs> um, but I never ever dog ear my books. I yeah. hate it. I borrow books from people and I can see where they dog eared it. Um I also, if I don't have a bookmark on me, 
I'm just gonna either use something else as a bookmark, I'll stick my phone in there, I'll stick a receipt in there, or I'm just going to remember where I'm at because mm-hmm. we we addressed this already. I don't stop in the middle of a page or in the middle of a chapter. I stop at the beginning of each chapter. Yeah. So if I don't have a bookmark but I'm on chapter 26, I'll just remember I'm on chapter 26 yeah. and open it back up. Are you a dog ear? I'm not at all. Um, That's good. I was about to thing... really reconsider this podcast if you were. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, the other thing, are you, like, a notes in the margins kind of person? I'm not. Um. Does that bother you, though? Yes and no. Okay. I like to know other people's thoughts on the book. It's not a defacing the book kind of thing that bothers me. I, I think it would be better if they put them on, like, annotation tabs, because then you're not defacing the book. But, um, if they're there, it's fine. The problem that I have with it is I like to come to my own conclusions and, and create my own opinions. And I have a horrible tendency when I'm reading to like jump to the bottom of things. Okay. And I try so hard not to. And like, there are some times where like a, a chapter is so close to the end and it's like really critical point of the story. And it's like, there's such a crescendo. And I literally have to use my hand to cover like the bottom or the end <laughs> of the chapter because my eyes will just jump. I can't control it. It just happens. I'm never a read the last page kind of person, but I will always be a read with at the bottom of the chapter. Okay. So I feel like I haven't, I haven't borrowed a book that has annotations in it, but if I did, I think that I'd have that problem. Yeah. You'd be distracted. Yeah. The only thing that I really struggle with, with books, and it's only in the case of hardback, Mm -hmm. is I hate the book jackets on hardback books. I hate them. And then I struggle with, it's like, okay, do I keep it on there? Because then it keeps the hardback really nice. Mm -hmm. Or a lot of times I feel like the book jackets get ruined really fast. They wrinkle on the bottom. They wrinkle. It's just always such a mess. It's like, do I take it off? But then what if I don't have all the information I want when I want to like look back or like reference it, especially for this podcast. And that's the thing I struggle with. So I don't tend to buy a lot of hardback books yeah. for that reason, even though they usually are so pretty. Yeah, so many hard hardcover books are, like, looking so nice now. It's yeah. not just the, like, cardboard yeah. anymore. It's not they're just designed. Like a, they're designed. There's an aesthetic to yeah. it. Um, I agree, though. I don't like reading with the jacket on it. Yeah. Um, I can see the convenience of the jacket as its own built-in bookmark. Yeah. Um, but I, I currently have a book that I borrowed from my library and it has a book jacket on it and that's like taped on, yeah. it's laminated and it's just, it's so frustrating. And crinkle, it, that crinkle sound. You know exactly the sound oh, from the library. Yeah. Where it's wrapped in plastic. Um, and oh, it's and just... then it's so noisy when you're in bed. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, I, I just, listen, I like, I was going to ask you this, if you prefer hardcover over paperback I think for me I prefer paperback Mm -hmm. in the sense of keeping a book pristine hardcover is obviously the way to go um but I find that a lot of newer prints of paperback books are like floppy yeah which I appreciate because they will bend better you don't have to like rip the spine open to get it to actually open I think I have one book and it's probably one of the Akatar books um that Maybe it was the one print that I bought or if it's just the book itself, but it's the only one that's not floppy. And I had that thing half cracked 
for all 600 pages because I, I didn't want to crack the spine. But a good floppy paperback is my way. What, are, what about you? No, I, if I'm going to get a book. A physical book. Like a physical book. It's got to be paperback. Yeah. And then also, like this is a, a whole aside, but you know how like there's like three sizes to books nowadays. Oh, yeah. There's like, you know, just a standard. Then there's the small ones, mm-hmm. and then there's the really, really large ones. Like I'm thinking, like even Belladonna. I think the paperback is still that size. I haven't seen the paperback for Belladonna. I wasn't even sure if they had one. I think there is one, but I know for like the two books that we just bought. Yeah. Um, and are reading the Serpent in the Wings tonight. Those are tall. They're tall. I prefer like a shorter mm-hmm. book. Because it, I have small hands. Yeah. So and typically you're going to get that from a paperback. Yeah. A, a shorter, smaller book. But what I don't like is a shorter book that's thick. <laughs> wow, we're talking. Thick this is an interesting With two Cs. <laughs> this could be a whole different conversation. <laughs> we're getting real inappropriate here, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Bye. day uh so yeah i would if it's got if it's like over 500 pages yeah give me a taller book because then that means there's more words on the page yeah and then you're not flipping as much yeah and it's not as thick i hate a thick book i i don't it's not satisfying i know some people like that and it's like satisfying i i'm actually the opposite i think that they're satisfying once you're past the like 40 percent mark in the book yeah but those thick again, I'm always we reference it at least once per episode, the Akatar books. Yeah. Um, we'll get to those eventually. Um, those books are a little bit shorter and very, very fat. You know, they're all like seven hundred pages. Yeah. Um, and it's annoying yes. to start the book and when you're only like fifty like to a so hundred pages in, it's not even that. It's the like having to physically hold the cover yeah, open. Yeah, the other half. I like what I like so much about the floppy paperbacks is that you can lay it on the table and it'll stay open. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't always get that with hardcover because the pages themselves might be stiff. Yeah. But you don't get that with paperbacks that are that are thick boys because <laughs> you got to hold it open for the first fifty percent. Yeah. And then your hands get tired. Yeah. So My hands in, in that case, sweaty. if I know <laughs> that the book is a thicker book, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get the Kindle. The Kindle. The yeah. version. I'll get the ebook version. Yeah. I won't do. When you're an ebook proponent, like through and through, for the most part. Yeah, because I don't want people to see what I'm reading out in public. That's most fair. Of the time. Yeah, the books. Looking at your shelf, the books that you do buy are other than obviously the ones that we are chatting about um, week by week now are more uh, uh, not inappropriate. Yeah. Um, and also are prettier. Yes. You know, it's a special edition, or it just looked really pretty. We've talked about how that's a reason that we choose books. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the only books I think we will not be actually purchasing is Den of Vipers, because we hated it. But yeah, I mean, we definitely talked about that, about the the, um, security of reading on your phone. Yeah. And the ebook proponent. So I know that you're ebook over physical copy most days of the week. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting, like... Now that we kind of started this podcast, I've been more of a collector because we're taking the pictures for the Instagram, right. obviously. 
I'm also like, oh, that's nice. Like right now they're all sitting on a dresser. Yeah. They're nice they're to like, look at. They're nice to look at. And then once we like film, I want to have them in the background. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I might be transitioning out of that ebook phase. Which, what does that mean for my house? I'm going to need a lot of shelves. What does that mean for our bank accounts? That too. Well, and that's the thing. Like, so, like, this book we just read is on Kindle Unlimited. Yeah. And we read it. On Kindle Unlimited, yeah. And then we went and bought the hardback book. Well, I suggested just taking pictures of them. (laughs) You said, no, I want them. No, because I felt (laughs) odd. So here's the thing, guys. We were going to go into Barnes and Noble and let us know if this is like taboo, what your guys' thoughts are on this, because I think it's taboo. Well, so, we've already done it, so. That's true. We did <laughs> do it for Verity. <laughs> yeah, but I felt like we were being watched today. Did you not feel like we were being watched? That girl was listening to us. Well, yeah, because we asked her for help. Okay, so rewind. We've got to <laughs> fill, fill the guys in, or fill the team, the listeners. The listeners, that's what you are. Um, listeners in so we went into barnes and noble today to find the book because we wanted to take the picture for the podcast and we could not find this book for the love of god it was missing it was it was nowhere that you thought it would be and and for for reference this book is currently part of a two book series um and there is a third book that is a novella that relates to the main story um, immediately we found the novella. Yeah, immediately. immediately. And we were like, great, we found it. Now let's just look to the left or right of it yeah. and find the other books. No. No, not there. No. I think we circled that store twice. We did. We got... We looked on every... If, if you've been in a Barnes & Noble, there are tables everywhere. And especially right now, because book talk is such a thing, they had like, what, four book, book talk, talk tables? Tables. Yeah. So you had to look all over those because this book has been on book talk so we looked through the whole store we finally went to somebody that worked there she couldn't find it she had no idea where it was literally no idea so then we were just kept looking around and i guess it's newer do you know when it was published the second book is newer yeah um the second book was published in march i think the first one was published sometime in the spring of last year okay so it's not really new, but technically the second one is. Yeah. So I guess that's why they were together. Yeah. So then in the very front of Barnes & Noble, they have like a new inn and it's like fiction, nonfiction, mystery, thriller, fantasy. And there it is in the very beginning. It's so frustrating. And I we didn't think anything of it because we didn't think it was like that new that right. it would be there. But apparently it was. And... Then she was, like, listening because we were like, oh, we found it. And she's like, oh, you guys found it. And she, like, popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. So I felt watched today. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm not going to, like, stage a photo in Barnes & Noble and be weird. So I was like, I'm just going to go buy them. Well, they're pretty anyway. They are really pretty. Really, so. really pretty. It's it's an interesting um, set because, you know, the two books in the series right now, the covers look almost identical. Mm-hmm. Like, almost completely identical there's no different colors there's maybe a slightly different version like the scene itself on the cover is slightly different maybe it's a different animal i don't know um but it is nothing like any of the other series that we've read where at least the color of the book is different or there's a different symbol or you can really easily identify one book from another these ones if you put them up and took the words off I would not be able to tell you which one was which. No, I it, probably wouldn't even be able to tell you they were different books. No, pre- yeah, exactly. That's 
Which is also a little frustrating. Because now you have two of almost identical books on your shelf. Yeah, they're going to look very similar. And this is going to be... And if I take the jackets off... A six-book series. It's going to be even worse, because they're both hardback. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure they're both navy blue underneath. Mm-hmm. So you're not even going to see them on the shelf anyway. But, yeah, so that was the dilemma today with Barnes & Noble and why we bought two books that are on Kindle Unlimited. And a third book that isn't on Kindle Unlimited, but we just wanted it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Credence by Penelope Douglas. It's another one of those not necessarily up-and-coming TikTok books. Um, It's been around for a while. Yeah. But more in the sense of people are really starting to read it now, and it has darker overtones. Um, a lot of people that so people are getting into that now a lot of people that read that den of vipers kind of thing Mm -hmm. are recommending this thing so yes i'm gonna read it first yep and you're (laughs) gonna tell me if it is safe for sammy (laughs) safe for sammy (laughs) hashtag Hashtag safe for sammy safe for sammy (laughs) because i have been wounded i have been scarred oh my god i will never recover oh man yeah, so I guess to, like, wrap up this portion of, like... We have a lot to talk about We have about a lot the book, to talk so. about on the book, but, yeah, I would prefer to have, if I'm going to have a book, probably ebook. I'm starting to get into that collector thing. Yeah. And if it's a larger book, I'm going to automatically go to the ebook, and I'm going to try and stay stay away from the hardback. Yeah. Um, even though they're so pretty, so... I I agree. I um I definitely lean on the physical side just because there's something so satisfying about seeing the books that you've read in front of you. Um especially, you know, we read books at such a high speed and we read so many and it's just I don't know, something empowering about looking at my stack of books and being like I read all of those. Um and now obviously I do not and have not purchased 25 books this year. Um but I think that's what I, it's instant gratification, mm-hmm. having a physical book. Um, now, I know you have a Goodreads account. Yes. When you read a physical book, do you load it into your Goodreads? Oh, yeah. The second <sighs> that I start the book, I so am sa- I'm marking my Goodreads that I am reading it. However, I do not do the uploads that some people do where they're like, I'm on page 257. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't care about that. Um, I just say I'm reading this book because I'm doing it for me. Yeah. I'm doing it for my tracking purposes. Um, because eventually I'm going to have read enough books that I'm going to start forgetting what I read. Oh, I'm already there. And I also don't want to forget how I rated the book in case someone asks me about it. It's such an easy way to just refer back and be like, oh, that one, I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you want to read Den of Vipers? Listen to my episode about it. (laughs) Yeah. I guess that's now. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I always upload it right into my Goodreads. I know you have many, many holes in your Goodreads because you just, you also, I don't know what it is about maybe your phone or your Amazon account. I know for a while it wasn't linked to your Goodreads. Now it's just, sometimes it just doesn't recognize the book. No, it doesn't. Do you have your settings set so that it will automatically mark it on Goodreads when you start a new book? I have no idea. You should do that. That's what I do. I don't know how to work. The problem with Goodreads is, and my whole account, is it's set up through Chris's Amazon Right. So it's, it's always really funny seeing Chris Smith is reading Broken Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that that's what it looks like on it's the outside. so funny. <laughs> I, I did try. I think I tried to share my Goodreads with maybe it was my aunt or someone. I was like, it's my husband. <laughs> I told you to make your own. I know. I tried to tell you. I gotta fix it. 
<laughs> it's just really funny seeing all of these books that Chris is reading. Dang. I gotta change that. Because what if, like, one of his coworkers, like, finds it? That's gonna be I so think funny. People, maybe. You know who would find it are, like, Facebook friends? Yeah. And if he's friends with any of his coworkers, coworkers, then they'd probably find it. That's a good way to keep me out of getting found out. Maybe I'll just leave You're it. just hiding behind your husband's yeah. account? There we go. All right. So we're getting into today's book. Yeah. The Serpent and the Wings of Night. Yeah. Um, as far as, uh, like, trigger warnings go for this book, I would say there's obviously death in it. Yeah. I would say there's borderline sexual assault. Um, it's not... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, there's definitely death. There's definitely abuse. Um, listen, it's a fantasy book about vampires and we all know how ruthless they can be. Everyone who read Twilight knows. Um, but there are definitely some darker undertones to the book. It is a very violent book. Yeah. If you don't like murder or blood. I would say if you, if you don't, if you didn't enjoy the Hunger Games or if you read the Hunger Games and would not enjoy something that was maybe one to two steps further than that you probably would not enjoy this series. If you did like Hunger Games, this is the series for you. Yeah, it's very Hunger um, Games-esque. Yeah, we'll talk about the summary, um, branching off of that kind of Hunger Games thing. So basically, uh, The Serpent in the Wings of Night, it, it focuses around a, I don't know, country, land, mass, we don't know, area um, that is ruled by vampires. However, there are still humans living here. At this moment, we don't know about any other types of non-human species. We only know about vampires. Um, And there are multiple different vampiric clans that run different areas of the city. There is one that has a king and he oversees the entire place. Um, And his daughter is who our story focuses around. Her name is Araya. Could also be pronounced Araya. We said Araya. We'll hear what you guys think. Um, But basically, Araya was found by the king when she was very young in an area that was overseen by an enemy uh, vampire clan. Um, And basically, Araya grows up her whole life being a human in a vampire world, um, which is really, really a struggle for her. Everyone is drawn to her because she's a human. Everyone's curious about her because this ruthless king is so intent on protecting her and basically there is this trial this rite of passage um that is a tribute to the goddess of the area that they're living in um and she wants to enter this trial because at the end of the trial um whoever the champion is gets to ask the goddess for one wish and it can be absolutely anything there's no rules no holds barred um so Our main character, Araya, enters this rite, and um, she starts to meet some other characters, some other vampires who seem like they're not acting like traditional vampires. She goes through these different um, challenges. There's four challenges that she has to compete in, all based on phases of the moon, um, which ends in one large battle right at the end with the remaining champions. Um... Basically, that's a pretty rough overview. We have a lot of characters to go over. We have a lot of subplots to go over. Um, But it is very Hunger Games-esque in the sense that you are looking at these characters that all seem to be 
younger, even though they are vampires um, and they're immortal, <laughs> yeah. but they all seem to land somewhere in their mid to late twenties. Yeah, but they could be five hundred. But years they old. could be five hundred <laughs> years old. It's 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 one of those. Um, but you have these characters that are all basically there for their own personal reason, and they're all fighting with each other, and there's a lot of gore and battles and magic and there's a lot of things that happen um but again very hunger games-esque i think that's the best way to describe the overarching theme of the book because you go in there's 50 plus contestants and you end with one um so that's our our rough summary obviously i have left a lot out because it's very hard to summarize this book without spoilers yeah this yeah so let's go over our overall ratings yeah and then we'll go into our spoiler section. Um, so my my overall rating on what I thought of this book, I would put this book maybe like around a four, maybe a little less than a four. Yeah, I I would agree. I, I would put this right around a four, um, somewhere maybe like a three, seven, five to a four. Um, I did really enjoy the book. Yeah. I, I definitely enjoyed it. It was a good fantasy that wasn't like so overwhelmingly fantasy. Um, because again, it was mostly just vampires. Um, so it wasn't as hard to track all these different species and these different powers and understand all the stuff. And it was, it was a story that had a lot of intrigue without being extremely predictable. Yes. That, yes, exactly. That's where I was kind of going. But the the reason it's not higher for me is I got lost in certain mm-hmm. points. I don't think the world building is wonderful in this book. Yeah. So you kind of have to, like, as a reader, fill in some gaps or make some assumptions. I agree. It's definitely, that's probably why I'm kind of rating it a little lower is I really love a good world build. when it. That's, that's yeah. what draws me to fantasy books so frequently is... The world building is typically so good that you can really picture where you are. Um, And we were having this conversation earlier. We can't place exactly where this book should be taking place, what the demographic is, um, because they don't explain it. They don't explain anything other than like what the castle looks like and what the neighboring slums look like. Yeah. And even then it's like... It's not very detailed. It's not very detailed. It's like, here's a castle. Here's another castle. And here's the slums. They're dirty. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like, based off of some of the names and some of the way the, like, character, like, clans, like the vampire yeah. clans were written, it felt like it could be, you know, Middle Eastern. Yeah. Like, kind I, of vibes. I think so. Some of the names are very interesting. Um, and... <laughs> That's another thing that I think is what kind of draws my rating down a little bit is fantasy books are always going to have confusing, difficult to pronounce names. They're always going to be a little bit different. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, what I'm not fine with is having names like Araya and Rain and Misha and then having Vincent <laughs> and Angelica. Yeah. And for for just a little bit of clarity for everyone who hasn't read this yet, Vincent is our nightborn king. He's like the most powerful character in the book. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a vampire. <laughs> like and he's not young, right? Like I didn't think he was young. And that was the no, other thing. He's not young. I struggled a little bit with determining some of the ages of the vampires cuz it wasn't always clear. 
mm-hmm. if they were like older vampires or new vampires. The other thing I struggled with in this one is they make a distinction between turned and born vampires. Yes. And I don't understand how you have a born vampire. Yeah, I guess it, And they never went over that. I guess it it's pretty close to just like where other fantasy series go where you have born fae. I think that's the idea. But if they're dead... Yeah, I don't know. They don't explain it. But they're not dead, kind of. You also right? don't know because any, she like... she said he could, he, she heard his heartbeat. Yeah, they're definitely not dead. They're, um... They're almost just, like, enhanced humans um, that are immortal. And drink And blood. they don't explain it. They don't explain where any of them come from other than the ones that are turned. Yeah. And then the turned ones, and this is, I guess, is part a important part of the story, and a little bit. I get. I don't think it's a spoiler. The turned ones, like only one third of them, live, survive. Yeah, survive through the turning process. Yeah, which apparently takes days. Yeah, um, which is interesting because you're so used to like these vampire stories that we grew up with, um, where the turning process is pretty quick. It's like bite, turn. Yeah. Um, it's either bite, die, or bite, turn. Like, there is no in-between, and they never explain how a vampire can make that happen. No. It's like, either you bite them, what, on the left side of their neck, and they live, and the right... No, they don't explain that. They don't explain how you turn someone. Yeah, so they didn't explain that in this book. I'm, I'm curious to know if they will in the next one. Yeah. Because I, I'm interested to know about this turning process. Right. If it's so deadly... Especially because part of... Um, Oriah, our main character, part of her goal is to turn. Yeah. So it's interesting that we don't know anything about it other than there is a two out of three shot that's going to kill her. Right. So she enters this. So I guess we're kind of getting into the spoiler section. We'll talk about our spicy writing first. Yeah, we'll do the spicy and then we'll deep dive a little bit more. So for a spicy rating, maybe two and a half? Yeah. I, I'd probably put it somewhere between a two and a half and a three, just because the the spice that we did get, it was very late in the story, but it was also like a chapter long. Oh yeah, it was a whole chapter, and it was good. Yeah, like it was pretty detailed. Um, yeah. it was good enough for me. <laughs> um, which is why I lean more towards the three, just because it is pretty spicy, but it's really only one chapter. It's yeah. really only like I mean, granted, it's like six pages, but that's it. Yeah, there's like that one. And for and then, a book that like is kind of marketed as romanticy, you're not getting the spicy side of it. You're only getting like the the relationship building side of it. Yeah, it's very 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 slow burn. Yeah. Like so slow burn. Yeah. And it has a good payoff. Like that scene is pretty intense, but And I really enjoyed the the build up. I I I like that they didn't rush into it. I I yeah. I always talk about how I enjoy a slow burn. I agree this one was a little bit too slow because it was really in the last like spoiler warning 80% of the book. Yeah. Like 20% of the book you're 80% through. Um but I liked the character progression and I liked the relationship progression because you really saw it happening as opposed to like what happened in Den of Vipers where it was oh I hate him, I want to kill him to 
I'm going to have sex with him right now. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. immediately. <laughs> um, you saw the, like, war that the characters had with themselves about whether or not this was a good match for them and and if they were, like, making up these feelings that they were having. And I enjoyed that aspect of it. And I did enjoy the chapter that we got. I just wish there was more. Yeah. Because they had this great connection. Yeah, the, the, the two characters, the female protagonist and the male main character main character they did have really great chemistry which i think is what carried the book through the book yeah because this was so slow burn i'm like come on it also just started kind of slow it did Uh, it was probably like 25 percent of the way through the book before i was even remotely interested in it Mm -hmm. other than there was enough intrigue for me because again this tournament um that they're in is very hunger games esque and i loved the hunger games books um but there was there was so much information that was trying to be loaded onto you in that first 25% yeah. and you couldn't connect it to anything. Yeah. Because you didn't have any other characters to connect it to. No, and, and that's, I guess that's kind of where I was getting stuck a little bit in that like world building thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like you're telling me a lot, but I don't any of it yeah like is this all foreshadowing well i have to remember all, all of this yes later that's what on? i was getting through i was like okay that might connect to something later that might connect that might and i just felt like what are you trying to make me do yes i also um didn't really love the composition of the book itself i like when books are broken into parts but this didn't feel like it was even though you had parts like one through seven I think and it was you know the beginning the end and then like the parts of the actual phases of the moon but you would get like to the end of part two and then you'd start part three and it was two seconds later it was the same thing yeah it I didn't didn't understand the point of breaking it into parts I didn't either I did not understand the parts and I was like is this just to add like a pretty yeah because there was no Page? There was no organic pause to the story. No. There was no time jump um, that is normally constituted by a, a break like that. And listen, we could have just known what phase of the moon they were in, what trial they were on by them telling us what trial they were on. Because they told us anyway. Yeah. I didn't need a whole page that had a pretty thing on it to tell me they were at the half moon trial. Yeah. Because on that first page of that part of the book they said the half moon trials in two days yeah i'm like okay cool great i could have known that i remember there was a page where they were talking about like being in this like apartment together yeah and they were like we were in apartment for this day and then the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day i'm like why didn't you just jump yeah yeah i use a part there that's what i didn't understand the the whole like the world building and the whole structure. The timing. Yeah, the timing and the structure of the book. I like the idea of the moon phases, and I think it makes sense for, like, well, I think maybe it would make more sense if they were, like, werewolves. werewolves. Yeah, no, the moon phases don't really make sense, other than the fact that they are transported to the moon palace. Which is, why is that? I don't know. Um, But I, I'd like to, I would like to address... Okay. The official spoiler warning. I Maybe it is because of night, because vampires can't be out in the daytime. I don't know. I thought it was silly. Um, but I want to address the official spoiler warning because I really want to talk about this. <laughs> um, if you have not read the book, 
and you really want to read the book, um, this is your official spoiler warning. Please stop listening here and join us back later. Talk to us, listen to us, um, ask us some questions. We would really love to hear your thoughts, especially because this book is confusing us Yeah. Um, on just where we stand with it. So again, this is your official spoiler warning. We are going to start getting into the really deep, in-depth uh, details of the story. I want to talk about these characters and where the story goes. Um, so if you're leaving now, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, everyone else who wants to stay, buckle on in. We're going to start chatting. Yeah. Make sure to follow us on uh, Page by Page Pod on Instagram and on TikTok. Uh, let us know your thoughts thus far. And we hope to see you back on the second half of this episode. And now we're going to get into it. All right. Let's talk about it. The Serpent in the Wings of Night. This is the Crowns of Nyaxia storyline um, series. What we have learned is that this is going to be a six book series that focuses around three separate duets. Um, so our first duet is the one we're talking about, Araya and Rain. Um, Rain is our... I don't even want to call him a protagonist. I want to call him more of like an anti-hero-ish... I have no idea. I because he's never there there's never really a part of the story where you fully trust him. And that's kind of the point of him is he's supposed to be this like kind of brooding and No, see I have and a different dark opinion. and I never see him as a character that is going to fully support our main female character, even though he tries to put himself in that light. See, I don't agree. Okay, so spoiler alert. They go through these trials. It ends the Kajari, up, that's what it's called. The, the Kajari trials. So that uh, Araya, who is human, I don't know if we mentioned that before, but is human and yes. was rescued by the king, Vin, the Vincent King, the king of all vampires. Vampires, yeah. Vampire um, king. Super ruthless. Who she sees as, his fa- as her father. Yes. Because he picks her up out of like this burning burnt down rubble city city yeah where she was the only one surviving from her household and he he brings her back to the palace and trains her to be a warrior because she's a human in a vampire world he knows that she's going to be seen as prey so he basically is training her her entire life to compete in the kajari yeah and she wants to do this because she wants the blessing of nyaxia the Mm -hmm. goddess to become vampire. Yes. Because to be turned vampire, she only has like a third chance to live, as we mentioned. So he convinces, Vincent convinces her to go through these trials that as part of that, they will be linked. Yes. She can ask for a blessing to be linked to him as a corte. Yeah. Something like that. Some sort of mating bond, but not really a mating bond because father-daughter yeah so some kind of bond that'll make her live forever and she will be linked to him linked they, to him and, and they neither will, of them can harm each other yeah they share power all powerful together yeah. and they'll be fine in this realm so she goes to go do this and as part of doing this she meets rain who's of an opposing clan yes and rishin rishin how you said rishin rishin that's so did i um and and araya and vincent's clan is the nightborn clan yeah, the Hiage. Like but they that. always call him Nightborn, so yeah. I'm just going to call them that. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, she finds, she, she realizes, she like. Goes through the trials. Goes through the trials, gets close with Rain because he's more 
she makes note that he's more normal. Yeah, he has less vampiric tendencies. Yeah. He, like, jokes and smiles and, like, cares about how he is coming off to people. Yeah. And, like, she also knows that, like, he looks a little different. Like, yeah, he has red hair. Yeah. Let's address that. Couldn't picture it. No. I never got a solid picture of this character in my head. I also didn't really get a solid picture of Araya because, again, we didn't get... We got details on Nyaxia and her story, this goddess that they're fighting for. Yeah. And we got details on, like, the war that's going on, but we never got details about the characters themselves. We got that Araya had black hair. Oh, and by the way, the vampires have wings. Yeah. Like, big bat wings. Bat wings or, like, raven wings. Yeah. The two different clans have different types Types. of wings. But they all have the same... Like, underlying vampiric tendencies, like drinking blood. They drink the same kind of blood. They have the same fangs. The only difference is their wings, and then some of them have different powers. I agreed. I thought that was weird. But maybe it's just because, like, I don't know, winged winged men is a big thing in fantasy now. Feels like it. Because I was like, I don't. I mean, other than like, at one point, Rain is like flying over the city with her, and it's like a whole thing that she's discovering. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I love a bat boy. I do. These didn't feel necessary. No. Because for the most part, they didn't use their wings. No, it seemed like a, like it was almost a nuisance. A nuisance, or like in the trials, it was it, just a harm. Like, it, like it would harm you. Yeah. And like most of these people, it's either they didn't know how, or they just didn't do it. Like banish their wings. Right. But also. What was really weird is you get so much detail on certain characters' wings. Like, we know a lot about Vincent's wings. We know a lot about Rain's wings. Um, And then wings are never mentioned on any of the other vampires. And for this trial, the Kajari... Ibrahim? Ibrahim, yeah. But the Kajari is literally, like, 50 vampires and one human. Right. So, hypothetically, we should be hearing about all of the different wings that we're seeing. Yeah. And we literally know about three sets of wings. And it's not even like we know that they have wings, but they're not describing them. It's we know nothing. We don't even know if they have wings out. Yeah, right. Except for the one time where they're going through a trial and Ibrahim's wings legitimately gets like burnt and melted off. But his wings were also clipped. Clipped. So he wasn't using them anyway. So weird. It was... You know, the more I think about it, the more holes I can find. Yeah. Um, but overall... And I thought maybe I... Well, I'm happy to hear that you're having that talk. Because <laughs> I thought I was, like, skip reading too fast and I was missing no. things. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it's just me and I'm going to find out on this podcast that actually I'm just an idiot and can't read. No. And I'm glad that that's not the case. Yeah, no, there was just... There was a lot of missing details that okay. I really wished. And for it being such a long book... It was long. You know, it's, like... 500 something pages yeah, 438 or yeah it's like a long and it's a tall book so they're long pages um it didn't have as much detail as i wanted it to and while again i enjoyed the story i thought that it progressed in a really good way um i think that the timeline made sense yeah. for the story um it didn't feel time jumpy it didn't feel like too little time was passing um but What I didn't enjoy was, as a lot of fantasy novels are, we 
only got the like bulk of the story in the latter 30%. Yeah. And that's really hard. It's really hard to motivate yourself to keep reading the book because there's enough to keep you reading it. There's enough yeah. interest and intrigue and you you get addicted to these characters. But it then feels like the last 30% of the book is almost rushed. And that's kind of how I felt here is maybe the last like 10% felt like it was too much in 10%. Mm-hmm. And that 20% before it was just like an accelerated speed from the rest of the book, you know? So like I liked, I liked part of the end. I liked that it sped up. It felt organic that it sped up. Um, but then we got, and this was another thing that happened with like Lightlark. We got like four twists in 10% of the book. I know. And I'm like, I, what? It's hard to keep following them. And, and again, with the way that the twists were, so okay, we addressed our spoiler alert. So let's talk about these twists. Um, basically they go through the whole trial. Rain and Araya decide to be allies. Um, Rain's friend Misha or Mish, we don't know, um, is also an ally with them, but she gets severely injured and withdraws from the Kajari. So it ends up just being Rain and Araya. And they basically had this deal that they would be allies. And after the half moon trial, which is the halfway point of the, um, Kajari, they were going to split up and acknowledge the fact that they were now enemies and one of them needed to die because only one person can win the trials. Um, obviously that does not happen because they fall in love. Yeah. Shocker. Shocker. Um, and again, I, I enjoyed their, their story. They had a lot of chemistry. They had the fun, like bickering, not really enemies to lovers, but more just like, yeah, this is a banter. Yeah. And I liked it. It kept it light. Um, but what I didn't like is they get through all the trials, they get past the half moon and they decide we don't want to kill each other. So we're going to keep sticking together, which is fine. Yeah. But then they get to the end. They have their spicy chapter. And then right after the spicy chapter is the very last trial. There are only five, five. four contestants left. Yeah. Um, and it is a ruthless battle. To the end, you're battling, like, demons, and then eventually you're battling each other, and, of course, it ends up just being Rain and Araya left in the arena. They battle each other. They basically already said to each other the night before, hey, listen, like, once it gets down to the two of us, we can't hold back. We know one of us has to die. Yeah. Um, this is our last night together. It's a cute moment, I guess. Um, and then they're in the battlefield, and they're both, like, pulling their punches. And then finally they're having their banter while fighting and they're like, no, we have to do this. Like we can't keep holding back. So they stop holding back and Araya overtakes Rain and Rain helps her kill him. Yeah. Like plunges the dagger that's in her hands. Into, into his, his heart. His heart. Yeah. Very graphic scene actually. I was really <laughs> sad about it. It was really sad because you, you came to really enjoy the character Rain. Yeah. Um, he had... He had somewhat resand vibes from Akatar, but he was also completely different, yeah. which I enjoyed because I feel like we get a lot of those types of characters mm -hmm. in fantasy books. So he was definitely really different in A Breath of Fresh Air, but of course, you can't let the main character die. No. So uh, Araya has now, at this point in the trial, has realized she has been betrayed by Vincent. He's been lying to her her whole life. And she no longer wants to be 
connected to him. So she uses her one singular unlimited wish with Nyaxia to have Rain win the trial instead. Yeah. So Rain wins. He wakes back up from the dead and then immediately kills Araya's father, Vincent. Yeah, because he becomes the new heir. Like the whole thing is like there can only be one heir to yeah. the throne. And vampires time. kill the heirs the vi- so yeah. that they can stay seated. Yeah. And so he becomes the heir and you realize you find out that he was turned by the old king that Vincent killed. Yes. After his trial. After his trial. So he usurps the throne. Right. And Arya's just like, uh, what the hell? What's yeah. going on? Like, I don't even, you've been lying to me this whole time. Right. And I you thought, just killed my dad. And you killed my dad. And he, she died. And then mm-hmm. she becomes an heir. Yeah. She just appears with the heir mark. Yeah. And this whole time, She's like, I'm human, I'm human, I'm human. I can't do anything, but also has magic. I don't understand how humans have magic. That was the other whole... I didn't get it. I didn't get it. But no, she's she had not magic. human. But then you find out she's not human. She's like half vampire. Because apparently, Vincent, when he overtook the Rishan throne, um, sexually assaulted the queen. And so she thinks now that she is... Half Rishan, half Hiage, and thinks that she is Vincent's biological daughter and doesn't understand because she remembers when she was four years old being rescued by Vincent. Oh, I totally missed that. Yeah. Oh, I skipped bread, whatever that was. You know was. what? It was in like one paragraph. It was one paragraph? Was that? Basically. That, I was trying to figure out the whole time how this human, and she's not? Apparently there is an allusion to her being half vampire, but no one confirms that. It's really, and that's that's what I didn't like about the last part of the book, right? Because oh, totally all of this, all of, all of this happens in like one chapter, and like the the end of the trial and and Rain becoming the heir and killing Vincent, that all happens, and then right after that. Araya's like, you lied to me, you betrayed me, you killed my dad. Her dad is like, I was going to tell you, and then dies. So you don't know what he was going to tell her. And and then... Now I see what you're saying. And then someone wants... Someone within Rain's circle wants to kill her because she has the air mark. And he's like, no, I'm not going to kill her. I'm going to make her my wife. And she's going to be forced to bow down to me. And so he whisks her away and then literally forces her to marry him. And this is all happening at the, we didn't need that at this book. No. What should have happened is it should have ended. When she got the air mark. When she got the air mark. It should have been hard stop. Cliffhanger. Yeah. And it would have (laughs) given you so much intrigue. And I would have loved that. I love when books end like that when there's another book coming. Yeah. You know, because it, it really just it gets me going and I'm, I'm like, Oh my God, I got to know what's going to happen. And now it's like, I got two extra chapters about how they think that Araya is a half vampire and also her marrying rain. And it seems like she's going to come close to forgiving him Yeah. by the end of this book. And I don't want that yet. I wanted, I wanted a hard stop. And then I wanted the second book to be like anger for the first like five chapters. And then, Angry makeup sex. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Yeah. 
That's what I wanted. Well, because I was so upset because, so part of that is that the old, like, general that supported her father. Right. Is a woman. Her name's Jasmine. And she shows up at the door. I guess she's got fucking wings. <laughs> yeah, they, they kind of explain it as her, like, scaling the side, side of the castle. Of the, yeah, side of the castle. She's but she's a vampire, window. so she must have wings. So I guess she's just floating there, which how do you not see that? Anyway, because she's, like, spelled to be in this room. Like, she's all locked up in there. So. Yeah, basically, if someone tried to go through her window, they would have been tossed through a meat grinder. Yeah. Is basically how they explained it. Yeah. Very graphic. And so she's like, I can break this for you, but it's going to be painful. And she shows like a scar that's on her chest because Jasmine used to be controlled by her husband or I yeah. guess now ex-husband. I think he's probably dead now, but. Um, Girl power. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to make him bend to my will or some yeah. bullshit. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What's, what's also really, um, I was like, really confusing and contradicting is you get this like, badassery moment from rain where he is a completely different character when he is revived and goes and kills vincent and he's like hardcore terrifying yes and then like two chapters later he's like i'm so sorry baby i'm so sorry please marry me i'm so sorry i'm gonna make everything make sense to you and you are the best thing that's ever happened to me and i swear that i never meant to hurt you and i never lied to you and i'm like don't go soft now no you need to stay Hardcore. Yeah. You need to stay terrifying, and I need you to stay that way until she, like, re-softens you or breaks you. Right. One right. or the other. Right. You can't just immediately be like, sorry, I killed your dad, but... I love you. Wedding? Yeah. Woohoo. No. And I didn't like that she conceded to the wedding so easily. No! And But then, the weird thing was, and I was like, how does it fucking count then? He was like, oh, she doesn't have to say this part of the vows because it's something about giving her heart. Her to heart, him. yeah. And he's like, oh, you don't have to say that part of the vows. And then they get married. It still counts? No, she didn't say the whole fucking thing. Yeah, it's a very so then I was forced like, thing. And, and the fact of the matter is, she didn't say the whole thing. And if it's supposed to be like this whole spellbound thing, yeah. because Jasmine's like, oh, it's in your heart. I can cut it yeah. out or whatever. Um, is it actually there? Is it actually there? Yeah. A very A lot of holes. Yeah, you know, and I didn't realize the holes as I was actively reading them. I started realizing them afterwards. Yeah. Retrospectively. And that makes me a little bit less excited to read the second one. I'm still going to. Yeah. Um, whether or not I will make it through six books. Yeah, probably not. Under the crowns of Nyaxia. I, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed the story until the last, like, 5%. I really enjoyed it up until rain killed vincent i i enjoyed that i thought that was a great plot twist i thought that Araya being an heir was a great plot twist yes i don't understand why that didn't just take place in the it should have been a longer fight a longer argument a bigger uprising an uproar yeah it should have been something that like really broke the two of them and it doesn't really feel like they're broken it feels like they're like cracked like a hairline fracture it and everything's like gonna be fine. He forgot to do the dishes one night. Yeah. And not killed her father. Right. <laughs> Literally in front of her when she revived him. Like, yeah. He betrayed you. Like, you used this once in a life that you shouldn't have even survived. Like, the amount of times she almost died yeah. is actually mind boggling. So many times. Like, 
so many times. I and, like, and I get it this because is the she's a human bitch I've and ever she's met. like soft and squishy and she's not as strong as the vampire and she's the main. T- I don't care. I did not need every single challenge for her to be like, this is it. This I'm is how die. I die. And then Rain being like, oh no, you don't. Here's a potion. Here I am to save you. And Misha being like, oh my God, butterflies and rainbows and everything's happy now. I, I didn't like it. I didn't care much for Misha's character. I like. I liked her because she was like fun. Um, but she didn't, she fit into the story. She did. I didn't like what they did. I didn't like that they severely injured her. Yeah. Shipped her off somewhere. Got her back for half a chapter of her being like, yay, I'm so happy that you two are still working together. And then you don't hear from her again. Like, in, in the way she gets injured, she's like, basically disemboweled. Yeah, so like... So how the fuck are you surviving that? And, and apparently the only reason she got injured was because she was praying to her god, which is not Nyaxia. Yeah. It's the god of fire, Atroxus. Yeah. And she was begging him to let her use fire yeah. as an element. And that's the only reason that she got as injured as she did, because she couldn't use her magic. And instead of jumping out the window or... Because she probably has wings too. She just sat on the floor, set up candles around her, and prayed to her god. What was the point of that? Yeah, and then whatever attack happened on the palace. Yeah, and then whatever attack happened on the palace, she's just like sitting there in the middle of praying for it. Like, what the fuck? Right, like get up and jump out the freaking window. Go do something, you badass. Like, that's what I wanted from her. I wanted her to be this like sweet butterflies and rainbows, but also like a total badass bitch, and she just wasn't. No. She was sweet butterflies and rainbows because she acted like a six-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, it was really frustrating. So I'm going to read the second one. Yeah, we're going to read the second one. Because well, how we think of it. I, well, we bought it. And also because I think that there's enough there for me to still be interested in reading it. Yes. In getting through it. Whether or not I will want to continue after this duet, catch me after the next episode. I think this is like a junk food book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not, like, a meal or an entree. Yeah, I like it's that. It's, like, popcorn. Yeah. Bag of chips. Bag of chips. A little bit addicting. But, but not enough to fulfill you. Right. I like that. I I think... I don't know. I don't know what I think. I'm I'm very conflicted on this book. I think that it's a great entrance into fantasy if you haven't yeah. already been in the, like... Faye is very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's vampires and werewolves and and fairies and mermaids and bat boys and yeah, and it's stuff, and yeah. and different you know courts and it gets really confusing and overwhelming. So I think that this is a really good entry to it. Um, also without being too hardcore on the spicy side of things. Um, but I, I definitely think there are some holes. You really don't get the world building that I, I I I it's severely lacking. Yeah. Um, and I think even if the story was exactly the same. If there was more detail on the world building and what the characters looked like and even their backgrounds, I think I would have enjoyed this more. Oh, absolutely. Because we didn't even learn about Rain's backstory until, again, the last 10% of the book. After he killed Vincent and it was his way of trying to, like, get Araya to trust him again was him telling her his back. It just didn't seem... Like, the right timing. We should have learned about that right before he betrayed her. Right. Yes. Because then it really would have been, like, a stab to the heart. Yes. 
And she would have been really conflicted. And we should have known that as the reader, not Araya. And I think that would have been like, oh no, don't Right, because you're like screaming at her like, don't revive him. Yes, he's dead. And you didn't get that. Um, so I don't know. Again, overall, I still rate this like a four, maybe a 3.75 because I did enjoy it. Yeah. And it was a good read. Um, and And I'd still suggest it to people. Yeah, I would say. Again, I just, I might stop after the duet. Yeah, I'm on the same, you know, line of thinking. It's something, again, if you're interested in fantasy, but you haven't actually really gotten into it, it's a good, like, dip your toe in. Yeah. Um, But you'll see the holes really quick. Yeah. Especially when you start talking about it. That's that's where it all started coming out. But... Um, that's kind of our, our review about The Serpent and the Wings of Night. Next week, we will be talking about the second book, which name is escaping me, but it is book two in the Crowns of Nyaxius series. Um, again, looks identical to book one. So if you're looking on our Goodreads, you might think we're just rereading the same book. But on a more exciting note, we have episode 10 coming up soon. Yes. So we are super excited. Thank you to everyone who has continued to support us and listen to us as we have worked our way through technical issues and and books not being what we wanted them to be (laughs) and us 100% disagreeing on books. Um, We hope to continue to do that minus any technical difficulties. Um, But again, episode 10 is coming up. Uh, Next week is going to be our episode nine. And during episode nine, there may be a sneaky little hint in there about a giveaway that we're going to be doing to celebrate episode 10 and 10 books read in 10 in 10 weeks um so definitely tune into episode nine if you're interested uh we will be posting on our social media about what some sneak peeks are for the prize itself um it will be a raffle format again there may be a sneaky little hint in the episode so make sure you listen to the whole thing but we are really excited to be sharing this with you and we're really excited to keep moving on this journey with you and episode 10 is going to be a really fun one. Yeah, we wanted to celebrate you guys and, and celebrate uh, your support. We've had some really good interaction lately. Um, we are at 98 total plays on the podcast. We're so close so to 100. We're so close to 100. And I know that sounds silly, but you know. This is exciting for it's us. It's exciting. <laughs> we, we didn't even know if we'd get one like yeah. view or one listen. So uh, yeah, we will, in episode nine, we will... Uh, give you some hints on the giveaway Mm -hmm. and how you can enter. Um, And then episode 10, we will actually be uh, releasing the the giveaway. Yeah. Uh, Sweepstakes. I don't know. Information. Information. (laughs) Uh, But we thank you so much for joining us. And as always, please follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, Apple Podcasts at page by page pod. And let us know, are you a Sammy or a Mo? Bye. Bye.